Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Shut up and sit down. fucking, which would make no sense but but to one person, um, so I didn't, and also, uh, the censor on blog talk radio wouldn't have let me, there's, there's that as well, um, I have been, um, I'm drowning in a new fandom, and it's terrible, it's terrible, because I can't stop looking for new stuff to read, and I've gotten to the point where I'm reading, Works in progress, which I normally avoid, like the plague. Even when I know they haven't been like updated since 2013, I'm still reading them, and so it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, I uh, also had a very difficult experience with my dog this evening, who came in the house with blood on him, and of course I freak out because you know, hey, I'm I'm thinking it could be him. It it wasn't. I don't know what they killed in my backyard. It's dark. But I think it must look like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre somewhere in my yard. I just don't know where. It's going to snow today, tonight. And there were little flakes when I fired this little monster out. Of course, he's still a little, you know, I don't even know what he destroyed. I have no idea. It could be... Uh, it, it can't be a bird. I'm not sure a bird has that much blood. Um, just um, rabbit, possum, deer. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> just a uh, lady holder. You're on the air. I noticed. Mm. Of course, I'm here, sitting here chopping on dinner, and you know. So, pardon for the chewy sounds. <laughs> Yeah, I gave her a call, and, and yeah, I gave her a, a call earlier to check and see about the, the radio show, and, yeah, she didn't sound too thrilled. It just gross. She commented. It's just gross. Ugh. Hey, I was worried it was, I was worried it was the dog, too, so, you know. For briefly, yeah, I freaked out for, like, five seconds, but he wasn't, like, he, he, he the thing is, is I couldn't freak out long because he looked so proud, so... I knew he wasn't hurt. Your dogs are twisted. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. By the way, well, I'm he kicked something's butt in the thing. yard. It, I don't know. No, dear. He 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 ripped it apart. You you've got. Um, I know. It, your your dog is the outside version of a chestburster for alien. Jack. It was the Jack, by the way. Which I guess we can start calling him just Jack the Ripper. Oh, she's, Jack. Yeah, I did mention that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Jack the Ripper was at it again. Yeah, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And you would think it would the be the big dog that that would be the killer, but it's not. I mean, 
Um, the Husky, I think he does his share, but he's nowhere near as bad as the um, Terrier. Yes, and there's a reason for it. Terriers are very aggressive. You know, that's what they do. By the way, I think his hench person sits there and, and you know, does the pom-pom routine. I have seen Jack snatch a bird right out of the air. Mm-hmm. A good foot off the ground. Take it to Cisco and then lay him wait and hunt himself another one. Okay. There's a reason I get my dog vaccinated for the flu. And yes, there are dog yeah. vaccinations for the flu. Um I don't blame dog them. and cat. Yeah. Yeah. Little bastards. Anyways, um let's talk about my new obsession. I like your new obsession. I it's I have three I have three plot bunnies. I've only seen two. For The Hobbit. Um, hold on a minute, and I will tell you the word counts on each one. Um, I have one called <laughs> Beads on Her Feet, which you guys have seen excerpts from, and mm-hmm. it's currently at 15K. You guys will get to see that on, um, on Evil Author Day in its entirety as far as what I've got done so far. Um and the thing is, is that all my plot bunnies are always a girl. That it's Bella, not Bilbo. And I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just like it, I don't know. It just kind of sucked me in, and I'm I'm, I'm stuck there. The other one is called Spirit Born, <laughs> and it is currently fourteen thousand words. Yes, that's right. That I've got thirty thousand words. <laughs> no, it's not. I've got thirty thousand oh, words so far on these two fix. It's a Bella as well. Yeah, 15K, Carrie, that's what I said, on both six, basically. Um, and this one, when when Bella dies at 130, she gets called before um, Iru, the god, their maker, the maker, about right. big one. Um, and uh, he berates her for, for failing in her life because she was supposed to be the ring bearer. And what she doesn't know is that Thorne has spent his entire afterlife between the time he died and the time that she died basically being forced to watch her suffer through a oh, life without him. Oh, that's not right. I know. Well, he he kind of deserved it. He had he that did. shit coming. He, prick. he oh, needed yeah. to he, um, he needed to be he needed to learn a lesson. So that was the lesson that he learned. And so they come back in time as the embodiment of Mahal and Yavanna. And it's called Spiritborn. And so not only, I mean, and they come back five years before the quest is supposed to take place. And um, uh, they're married in secret. So when the company arrives to her house, she's more than prepared for them. And they have no idea oh, that they're... Get completely... Her pantry oh, yeah, will well, decimated. I'll be, I'll be damned. There's more than one. But... um. As you know, if you've ever seen this, there's a big storage area for, for back in, so there's no way they cleaned out her actual oh, yeah. pantry anyway. And what his no, pantry they cleaned is up the used one. Right. Uh, so, and they have no idea they're meeting their queen until Thorin arrives. And so that's that's that one, and that's called Spiritborn. And then there's 
one I shared with you, a little bit of you last night, and it's currently at yeah. 10K. So, yes, that is 45K on three different projects in two weeks. <clears throat> Or three weeks, I'd depending on what I've heard. I'd be sympathetic, but I'm, ha- I'm too damn happy. Okay, so <laughs> Friend or Foe is an AU where Erebor never failed, um, never fell, mm-hmm. and it is an AU where among the hobbits there are Feyborn. And um, mm-hmm. Feyborn hobbits uh, are um, basically uh, fairies in the hobbit body of, of immense power, and Bella is one. And she uh, she finds Durin, Thorin's son, in the forest, mm-hmm. in the Shire, and she kills in his defense, and she becomes his shield maiden. And Thorin has to deal with the consequences of both his son's kidnapping and the four-foot he is compl- half-fairy he is the hobbit. Right, the four-foot half-fairy hobbit who put an arrow in um, Azog the Defiler's face for calling her Mm -hmm. a halfling. (laughs) And that one is 10K, and it's currently called Friend or Foe. And when I sent Lady Holder the excerpt in my email, in the email, she (laughs) wrote back and told me that I rocked her world, which was like, yay, because you never know when you're writing something whether or not it's going to go the way you want it to go or whether it's going Mm -hmm. to be seen the way you want it to be seen. Um, So, yeah. And that one's currently 9,218 words, basically 10K. I think I have to read all Um, 9,218 words. I I, will You did not. You you read about half. Okay, so I started Beads on Her Feet on the, the 2nd of January. So between mm-hmm. the 2nd of January and today, I have written 45K of Hobbit fic and nothing else. Just uh, and, 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 and that's what happens when you get sucked into a new fandom as a writer. You... You get all these ideas, and so I have the Cabbage Patch Babies, I have the Time Travel Fic, and now I have an uh, an Ultimate AU where um, Thorin um, is a widower, and he has a five-year-old son who's been kidnapped, and um, he has to a deal... A very snarky five-year-old son. Yeah. And he's, that, that kid is a typical five-year-old yeah. He well, he's starting to remember who he used to be. He um he is um mm-hmm. during the Deathless, and so he's right. remembering his past lives and uh, in bits and pieces. So he's a mixture of both child and adult, you know, because of all these things. And uh, he doesn't he's have also, a mother. He's also and, a very no. He's also a very sweet hell on wheels. Yes, and he doesn't have a mother, and. Bella finds him in the worst moment of his very young life, and she takes his side and she defends him. Um, and he falls in love for the first time, <laughs> and and, and that, that's all it is. You know, it's that. You know, mm-hmm. here is this. Um, here is this tiny, beautiful woman who. Who saved him, and so she's his Bella, and she's gonna get everything she wants and everything she deserves, and no one's gonna get her dirty. And, <laughs> and God help and her as that woman. Right, and there's gonna be a point where Duran's gonna turn to his dad and say, "I 
one of us is going to have to marry her, marry her, and she's not going to wait sixty five years for me. So you need to dwarf up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> but there's a scene where Bella presents Thorin with the arrow she used to kill the pale orc, and um, yes. and afterwards he turns to Dwalin and says. Something about he's falling in love. Um, yeah, that that he's falling in love. Let's see. Um, it says, oh, yeah, Thorin said nothing until the door shut behind her. He turned to the only dwarf he'd brought with him to the meeting. I'm in love. Dwellin drank. <laughs> Boom. Like a Just like that. <laughs> done. It's done. Mm. Yep. Totally gone. Oops. Honestly, I think they go through the childhood about the same stages as everybody else. <clears throat> it's just maturity. Despite the fact that it if, um, the age of majority is 80, I don't believe a five-year-old dwarf is still being carried around in nappies. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, um, my from God, From an I evolutionary point of view, to have a child be that defenseless for five years? There's no way their species would have survived. That's horrific. I mean, just think about it. So I think that a five-year-old dwarf can walk and talk, but I think what Mm -hmm. it boils down to is that when you look at Keely and Feely in canon, um, they're accomplished physically, but emotionally they're extremely immature. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're they're teenagers. They're young youngish teenagers in in the movies, at least how they act. So, you know, they might be the physical equivalent of sixteen or eighteen, but mentally, their their brains are still set somewhere around twelve. Which, admittedly, it seems to be that way for most of the guys I know. But still, <clears throat> so no, I don't think a five year old would be the equivalent of a five-week-old baby. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense from just a physicality point of view. But I do think yeah. that they're um, uh, probably extremely immature. Oh, incredibly. Um, but then you have to think about it that he's actually during the deathless, so he's not e- exactly a normal five-year-old anyway. Cause he's supposed no. to remember who he was, right? That That's the reincarnation. As far as I understand. Magic. Anyway, so that's yeah. my AO, that's my AU, and um, like everything else, uh, you can read it or not. You suck it up. I don't actually care uh, <laughs> because uh-huh. canon means nothing to me. I do, you know. One thing, um, what it boils down to is that uh, it becomes an issue of emotional maturity versus physical maturity because. I don't think that physically you can say that Keeley and Feely, even in canon, were the equivalent of teenagers. Not physically. Emotionally, yes. Mentally, you know, mental um, maturity, yes. Physically, no. Physically, they were adults. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I was thinking 16, 18, which is, you know, some some kids have got their adult growth at that point. So, I don't know. 
Well, yeah. They, um, Keely has hmm? a full beard. Keely has a full beard. Keely's the one is, is younger by what five or ten years. Yes, sir. And he doesn't. So, and that could be, you know, part of it. Well, what is it? I've seen some of the stories where, where part of the reason uh, Keely doesn't have a full beard is he's an archer. Having a full beard and and firing a bow is a really good way to have whole chunks of it ripped out. (laughs) Word. (laughs) There was an interesting line in the fic I read where Terrell admitted that some female elves had one of their breasts removed so that that. they would be a better archer. Um, Yeah, Uh and that actually, um, Amazon used to do that, didn't they? They did. They would would do one breast. um, uh, And and actually, um, Terrell mentioned in that story it was both because armor, for all the fact that female elves actually, you know, do get into it, most armor is designed for men and, and don't have tits. Right. At least not most. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and she had, you know, she had her tits bound. Yes, and I don't know normal. how that came up. I mean, um, and, and how that happened in that fix, oh, but, it, but it did. Uh, it was really interesting. She, uh, somebody, uh, Keely was going for the whey bread that she had stored in an inside pocket, and they were they they were looking at it, going, um, "That's a little bit weird," and that's where it came <laughs> up. If I remember right. That story has joined my my um, subscription pile, and I'm really hoping they actually update. Wasn't it one of those ten fix that that um, somebody posted up as a uh, antidote to? Um... I can't tell you because I have probably read over a hundred stories in the past month, and yeah. it's gotten to the point where now, where if I get something in my mail that. That, that, that's a, that's the I that I subscribe to. I have to read the whole thing from the start because I've forgotten or mixed them all together. Um, because I mixed all those Cabbage Patch Baby um, stories together like mad. You would not believe. Oh no! They were all like one big thick I'm in my well. head. So <coughs> I, I want. Uh, let's see. I really do enjoy the Fix It Fic. Obviously, I, I can't. I, mean, I can. I can barely read the canon ones um, where Thorn and Feely mm-hmm. and Keely die, and that's not a spoiler. The movie's been out forever, and the book has been out since the 1930s. That is not a fucking spoiler. Not a hope. Okay. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. I can't read those. Although I do like the ones where Bilbo thinks they died and he left because of, like, cultural misunderstandings, like Balin telling him that they sent them to the stones, which is, like, what they do for dwarves that are really, really injured, and they get Mm -hmm. sent into, like, you know, these stone chambers in the mountain to heal and come to find out they're all three alive. And Thorne wakes up and goes, where the Mm -hmm. fuck is my hobbit? (laughs) Then he has to cut off back to the Shire to get his hobbit. Here's the, the the story that I was commenting about that, and actually it's the series, and buried in it is the commentary about the binding and the um, the, the slicing up of, of boobs. And yes, Dead Peanut Gallery. That is another one that is just fantastically, horrifically, lovely long, and it's still a work in progress. That and one, right now the one that up- she's talking about, is called Children of the Forest by Sister Wolf. 
Um, mm-hmm. I can't say the other part of Very her nice. name, but the other part is Sister Wolf. <laughs> yes. uh, the one I like the most, and I didn't think I would because I actually hated the source material for this um, con- this fusion story, is an arcane mm-hmm. binding, which is basically um, a retelling of the time traveler's wife. And oh, Bilbo yeah, is the time traveler. Yes. Bilbo is the time traveler, and, and, and Thorin is his fixed point. And mm-hmm. it is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's now it's outstanding. It's an outstanding piece of fiction, and I highly recommend that you read it. And it's called an Arcane Binding. And um, there's actually a rec for it on Slash World. I'm not sure of the author's name, but if you go to Slash World and mm-hmm. put an Arcane Binding in the search box, or where the hell's my search box? Um, I don't know. But it's Sylvia uh, G, and I've got it up. Hang on, let me copy. Okay, she's gonna she's gonna give us a link. But um, for some reason, um, I don't have a search box on. Oh, you guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't put a search box on the widget. I'll fix that. <laughs> don't worry about it. Let's see. And... <coughs> Jesus, do I have a lot of subscriptions. I have 21 pages of subscriptions on AO3. Eep. <laughs> I don't even want to know how many I got right now because it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, I was bitching earlier in the week about um, tags on AO3 and oh, I God, actually, yeah. okay, I want to give you an example of my experience today in the Hobbit fandom. I have a seven. Actually, I have three 17-inch monitors. I know it's ridiculous. Okay, so on my reading it screen, it's at 150 percent on the um, visuals. That's you, you need to know that because um, I was going through the tag Bilbo Baggins slash Thorn Oakenshield, and um, I came across a fic that had four pages of tags. Jesus. I didn't okay. even count it, but it was over 100 and no Gag. summary. Um, the Dead Peanut Gallery is... I can't read that it's... one because they're dead. and just it... I know. I can, and I am. And that one, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. It's S-A-N-S. It's not an umlaut. But it's K H and it's from Determinem uh, Fed. I don't know I mean, how to pronounce that particular person's name. I probably just mangled it. But mm. it's one of those. Yeah, it's actually it's a really good story. Um, Thorn is definitely getting r- raked over the coals uh, metaphorically, and it's three hundred and sixteen thousand two hundred and forty-five words, thirty-three chapters, and it's not done yet. And it's good. It really is. <clears throat> so definitely having. I like that one part it. where it says that he is four foot ten inches of 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 rage and mm-hmm. guilt. <laughs> yeah. I have added a search box to um, Slash World. My bad, you guys. I had no idea that I had not put that up when I changed the um, uh, 
template. I like the new template a lot. Um, <clears throat> I like how the tags are on the side so you can see the pairing. And yes, anyway, I just look at the new template a lot. And I just the old template had a built-in search function, and I think that's why that wasn't there. Yeah, we all got used to it being there, but oh well, not a big deal. It's ridiculous how many tags this fic had. It, it was over 100. The thing is, is they weren't even legit tags. It was just the author. It was diarrhea. It was author diarrhea. And they weren't even like, you know, because the thing is, is you. Tags are supposed to be I, warnings. They're not supposed to be. And the worst part over the fact that there were over 100 tags and no summary. It was only 28K. I think if really? you added up the word count on her tags, it would almost equal her fucking thick. I'm just putting that out there for you. You do realize we know exactly what you're reading, so it's probably going to, somebody's going to find it. Oh, the Oak and the Ash. That one is just. The Oak and the Ash is awesome. Awesome. I love the I Oak hope and Sun, the Ash. I hope, me too. I hope Sunrider eventually does a, a sequel. There is mention of it. <clears throat> So I hope she gets bit by the bunny to to do that. But that one's sixty six thousand six hundred words, and it's it's worth every every moment of it because it's fantastic. So that one gets the timeline um, rolled around with a bit, but yeah, they did a good job with it. Chris says we're all vastly impressed that you fixed the search box thingy while you're talking to us on the radio. That's because I got skills, baby. Skills. Uh-huh. I'm also eating yep. a cutie. That's an orange for those You're of eating you. Eating a what? <laughs> oh, a cutie. It's a, a mandarin I orange. I heard kitty. I heard I heard kitty, <laughs> and I'm thinking, the hell are you? Uh, no, if you can remember from the last radio show, I don't eat pussy. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, Chris, in the U.S. Want- and you probably you know. They have this really super um, easy-to-peel mandarin orange, and they're called cuties, and you buy them by the bag. And um, wherever you can buy clementines or you can buy mandarins, I actually prefer the clementines, but I usually, um, this last time I bought mandarins instead, so I bought the mandarins. And the mandarins are really sweet, but I actually prefer the clementines Mm -hmm. because they're a little more tart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like a clementine. Mm -hmm. They're good. They're very good. Yeah, I finished with my my dinner. My dinner was. um, But they have two brands. All baked. They have brands. They have two brands: um, cuties and and uh, halos. Mm Mhm. Hmm. Oh yeah, they are better than candy because when when I get a good bag, one where every single one of them is just tart enough and sweet enough and all, I'll sit there and eat the bag. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. Now now I think I know what I'm going to be doing after I finish, or after we finish the radio show. I'm going to be going over to to Walmart and getting some. (laughs) Mm. They're very good. Because, yes, they are. I can eat a whole bag of um, cuties in a week. I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. Because they're kind Mm -hmm. of a free food for me. And um, I can have them without them impacting my sugar too much. And, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and they taste good. They taste really good. And, they, and they're and they sweet enough that they kind of 
um, curb um, uh, cravings for candy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, I'm, I, I'm stuck in a new fandom, and the, and the problem is is that because I'm stuck in a new fandom, I can't write on anything else. Nothing else appeals, and it's really annoying. Huh. Well, I'd be sympathetic, but I'm here to help you. <clears throat> yeah, I heard you're that here to yeah, enable me. That's what you're doing. Enabling is not helping. Oh, sure, it's helping. It's helping. Lots. So yeah, I've written um, what? What was that? Forty k? Uh, thir- forty-five. <laughs> Forty forty-five k. Well, no, two fifteens and a ten, so it's forty. Right, it's forty. 40K of Hobbit fix since um, January 2nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going on. <clears throat> there was a really awesome time traveler fix that I read. That Bilbo went back in time and was a total badass. Um, but he was also kind of suicidal, and it got to the point where oh, they yeah. were like, "Dude, no." <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I watched. I watched that one too. I watched it. Did you hear you say just say that? You said I watched that one, yeah, and I do I tend to kind of watch fanfic in my head. So yeah, I totally get what you're yeah. saying there. Yeah, because I, I was I was reading through that one, and it's like, you know, Bilbo is is very. The others are the important things, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that they get through. And everybody around him is going, dude, what? Stop. No, come on. And it's, yeah, it's fun. <sighs> yeah, Barbara, Barbara's drinking her yearly cup of coffee, and she puts up with me coming over uh, with cups of coffee and, you know, drinking it like there's no tomorrow. So. Some evil shit you've been doing to your friend. Lucas says, what? yeah, it's called A Shot in the Dark. That's the time traveler fic, A Shot in the Dark. Um, it's excellent. And I, see, the thing mm-hmm. is, is I've read so many that I'm, I, I, I kind of get them confused. But I'm pretty sure it's the one where he smacks Thorin. He smacks the shit out of Thorin. For, um, and they think that Bilbo is a widower and that he's lost his one uh, and his great love of uh-huh. his life. And Thorin actually gets mm-hmm. jealous of himself and he doesn't even know it. Mhm. Amazing. It's really good. And you're right, um, Lucas. It is called a shot in the dark. Um, <clears throat> it's very good. And um, so yeah, I I like the um, time traveler. I like the. Uh, um, I'm also reading the Thorn one when Thorn goes back in time, and it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. We we we've been left where Thorn's going to visit the Shire, and. Um, just so he can see Bilbo, um, Bilbo's too young for him to meet, and he's going to try to save oh. his parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so. that's the one where he, he, he gets Dragon Slayer, and he's all sorts of unthrilled. To be. <laughs> yeah, he goes back in time, and he arrives the day the dragon attacks the mountain, and he shoots him down with an arrow. You're like, hell yeah! And then he gets called Dragon Slayer against his will. It's great. And his Yes, and his level of just, no, damn it. Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, the Penumbria puts up, uh, I love Into the Fire, work in progress for Thorn time travels, and they all end up thinking he's an oracle because he keeps saying things like, you never know when it'll rain uh, for a seven day. Yeah. yeah. I like the one um, where they think he's um, the reincarnation of Durin. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's the same one where he, he gets the... Um, yeah, uh, Dragon Slayer. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and I don't remember the name of it, so, of course, I don't have... It has a long name. It's got, like, uh... Ten's going to set us up. I don't know if this is that one. It's uh, Into the Fire is... Pin just put up Into the Fire. Um, yeah, that's the that's the one where Thorin is is pretending to be an oracle by being a complete dumbass and talking. <laughs> um, They're like, what the fuck? And uh, also, uh, also, for fuck's sake, I started the one where Gimli goes back in time today. Oh, yeah. And yes, I subscribe to it. And he wakes up. This is the most interesting part about this fic. He wakes up in his old body in his old room in the Blue Mountains. So here is an adult Mm -hmm. Gimli where there used to be basically a teenage Gimli, and his mom comes in and Mm -hmm. screams her head off. And then he writes his one true love a, a letter to make sure he didn't come back in time by himself. And, of course, Legolas immediately responds. Mhm. <laughs> and I can't wait for them to meet because Gimli has talked his way onto um into the company. Right? Mm-hmm. So yes. here they are and they're and he told um Legolas and Gimli have agreed to meet in the middle. So I'm looking forward to the moment when they get reunited and the company has to um Deal with Gimli, um, who's faking his identity at this point, um, reuniting with his elf. It's going to be epic. (laughs) Yeah, Gloin is going to have an absolute cow. By the way, the one one where where Thorn is called Dragonslayer is a shot in the dark, and that one has a link up. Um. See. And the other one is called the, Lay Down Your Sweet and Weary Head and someone just posted yes. a link to that one too and that's a time traveler mm-hmm. one as well. Um uh so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to an update on the Gimli Legolas time travel um thing and um it's just yeah. Oh no, I'm, me. I'm really looking forward I, to that. I, okay. I misspoke. The lay down your sweet and weary head. That's the one with the the dragon slayer. Sorry, right. The shot in the dark is the other one. Yeah. Yes, um, Barbara. Remember- we're going to make you read Hobbit fic. I'm not going down by myself. This is a ship. I'm the captain, and all you bitches are going down with me. What? <laughs> the bad part what? is, I laid the map out. I laid the map out and put put, put the course in. Toot toot. <laughs> It's the end of the world, baby. As as we know it. Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm just a horrible, horrible person. It's a good time. Um, 
Besides, Barbara, of course you're going to read Hobbit fic because you're going to read my stuff, right? Uh huh. Right, Barbara. You know, she. <laughs> you aren't uh-huh. my feeling. <laughs> oh bullshit! Hey, I am a delicate fucking flower. I'll have you know. Is this in line with the the the, the um um? Xena, delicate fucking flower? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. There's a reason I picked Belladonna for my female Bilbo name. Beyond the mm-hmm. fact that it's his mother's name, um, it's also poison. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Let's see. An, arc- of an arcane binding. Um, have you read Come the Morning by Sunrider where the... the, the um, blurb is John Watson was a Shire Hobbit born and bred, but he was really quite terrible at it. Perhaps that's why Bilbo Baggins has never heard of his story before. Or maybe he's never been told because John Watson ran away from home, then darted around Middle Earth trying to stop a serial killer and fell in love with an elf. <laughs> no, I have not read that, but I'm surprised because I fucking love Sunrider. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I adore their uh, Sunrider's fix. And I'm waiting for it to come up and copy and paste. And it's called Come to Morning. I like. Or Come to Morning. I read one and I can't find it. So if you find it, send me a link because I didn't subscribe to it and I'm really disappointed in myself. Um, where Bilbo wakes up with John's memories. Oh, damn. If you find that one. So, Jim, um, so John Watson. Um, Bilbo wakes up and he um remembers being John Watson. Okay, is, is, and is he's, he's in Middle Earth. She has everything. Mhm. Huh? I was gonna say if if Willow is on, she has oh Willow's on, so Willow might be able to find it for us because she knows where everything is. <laughs> Willow. Um. <laughs> but no, so he wakes up in the Shire. And he remembers being John Watson, which means he remembers being a soldier. He remembers how mm-hmm. to make weapons, and he remembers being a doctor. And so um, he's not quite the hobbit Gandalf is expecting. Oh, no. No, he really isn't. Oh, Penn found it. It's called Back to Basics, and um, I'm clicking on it. It's called Back to Basics, but I have no idea how to say that author's name. Um, I'm I'm afraid to. I haven't even. Come on, machine, catch up with me. I'm gonna go with Phaedra, Phaedra Cooper, P H A E D R A C O O P E R. It's one word, and it's called Back to Basics. Mm -hmm. And that's the one where Bilbo wakes up, and he is um, he remembers being John Watson, and I'm hoping it will get continued because it was last updated in November of 2014. So, I can live. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping. Phaedra. Let's let's... Barbara's saying Phaedra, um, so that's what we're going to go with. Phaedra Cooper, and so is Carrie. We have a consensus. Phaedra. Yeah, I'm very um I'm I'm very stuck on um 
The Hobbit. And this is what happens to me when I find a new fandom. Is I, I get stuck. Like when I um, when I hopped. See, the thing is, is I entered fandom um, as an adult reading um, Stargate Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And then I read a Sentinel crossover, and it wasn't yours. It was um, the one where you, Rod you were reading. Sentinel. Yeah, it was um, the Fragile Sentinel one, I think. No, it was the one with the strawberries. Oh. Um, Every time he um, was around yeah. John, he smelled strawberries and didn't realize that wasn't that meant that John was his guide, and John didn't know he was a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that got me sucked into the Sentinel fandom, where I disappeared for six months, and uh, came back out the other side with The Awakening. Um, mm-hmm. But then that fandom kind of ruined me um, personally. Um, just, ugh. Anyway, and then I uh, then I got sucked into Harry Potter. <clears throat> Sorry. But Not. nothing compares to my Inception drowning until... The Hobbit, because I read Inception basically 14 hours a day for six months. Good God. I mean, it was ridiculous. Not six months. Uh-huh. It, it, it felt like six months. <clears throat> I started in CSI as well as you, right? That's, um, and I was shipping at the time Gil and Nick. Which wasn't that out there, but whatever. Let's see. Oh, the one Here are I'm reading right I now. Can't... What? What? Oh, the one I'm what reading right now is the story titled "It's the Inevitable Love Story Between Two Oblivious Idiots." Oh yeah, I read that. I read that. Um, that I'm also reading Epic, despite the fact that it has um, Keely Feely in it. Mhm. I like that one. Which too. is difficult to avoid in Holy Hannah. <laughs> it's very it difficult to avoid in the Hobbit fandom. And um uh yeah. I can't read the ones where it actually shows them being together. I have to mm-hmm. skip that if there's sex. Um I have to skip it. Um Uh but yeah, I'm I, I'm reading Epic. I let's hmm. see. I don't like ones where Smog is a potential rom- romantic partner. He's a fucking dragon. That's bestiality, dudes. And I don't like modern AUs either. No. Oh no, there's there's one modern AU that I just I'm having a good time over, but. That's just, I, that's me. Go ahead, tell us about it. Um, um, and I don't even remember. I'd have to go find the link, and I'd, and it'll take some, some searching. Um, basically, Smaug is, he's human, and it's it's set in, you know, 21st century uh, England, and everybody's slowly waking up, and they all remember, and it's, the last little bits are still echoing through the ages up to and including fucking Gollum, who is still batshit bonkers. Of course he is. Yeah. 
that. Let's see. Yeah, I'm. Oh yeah. God, I wrote too much. I've read too um, much, too, and it kind of all blends together. So getting a subscription yeah. notice in my email is both a joy and, oh, shit. <laughs> what was that one about again? Yeah. <laughs> and I have oh, to yeah. start over. I'm also reading um, I'm also reading practically everyone I can find where um, Bilbo's a girl. Um, but I'm avoiding the ones where Thorin's a girl, and I can't explain that. I don't know why. I'm just, mm-mm. Anyway, I've read, so I've we read all have our little quirks. really weird. I know, right? There's one called Writing Wrongs, and the, the blurb is, The destruction of Middle-earth is imminent. In order to save what's left, the Valar call on people with a special skill, set of skills to save them all. And it's it's incredibly cracky. <laughs> Not quite fun, but yeah. When you said special set of skills, I immediately saw Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Speaking of, in my new friend or foe fic where Bella is a fairy, or Fayborn, she's Fayborn, um, mm-hmm. she calls Saruman the White, Sourman, how do you say it? Saruman. She calls him Sourpuss. Woohoo! I'm all for it. He tries to tell her she can't go to um, the Lonely Mountain. Oh, yeah. That- and she's like, fuck you. You're not my boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. She doesn't actually say fuck you, but, yeah, it's implied. Um, it heavily. I'm also yeah. reading one. Um, What's it called? Um, it's uh, it's male preg, which of course it is, because that's something that I swore I would never ever read, and I read it constantly. Um, um, where Bilbo um is pregnant when he gets banished, and he goes back to the Shire, and he has babies. He has twins, Drobbits, um, yes. um, Thrain and Belladonna, and they're two years old. And I'm I'm thinking the author um, is taking liberties with um, how a hobbit might mature, or they've never actually been around a two-year-old. Because <laughs> these, cause these two two-year-olds are very well-spoken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Now, my niece is five, and that child is getting the most adults. She already reads... Um, She's currently reading, uh, she read The Hobbit over the summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she, uh, uh, we caught her with it. Um, I had gotten the book for my middle nephew, and he's 11, because he asked to read mm-hmm. it. And so I picked it up at a um, used bookstore, because um, he wanted an actual book and, and not the um, Kindle. And um, mm-hmm. he finished it, and he put it down and walked away from it. And the next thing I know, uh, Mini-Me uh, is reading it. And by the time <laughs> we figured out she was reading it, she was on Chapter 5. Mm-hmm. 
And my sister was like, do you know what's going on? And she said, yeah, Bilbo's going on an adventure. (laughs) And we're like, do you have any questions? And she said, I had to make a list. I said, of the dwarves? And she said, yes. (laughs) She has has a list on an index card that she tucks into the book as um, as her bookmark. And it's a list of the dwarves. So she can keep track of them because there are too many. And, you know, I'm like, that is that is really, that's some smart shit. <laughs> because <clears throat> The thing for me is I, I learned them because of the movie. So for me, it's not really that difficult for me to keep track of who's who unless I get to Biffer Bomber or Bofer. Those are the three I get confused all the time. Well, I don't get Bomber, Bomber confused because he's the big one. Yeah, actually, it's Biffer Bofer that I get confused. And Biffer Biffer has the axe in his head, right? Yes. Get, let, let me get my tag. Because, see, here's the thing. When you start writing Hobbit fic, you, you make yourself a cheat sheet. And I've got one where um, I've put notes down, and Biffer is the one with the um, axe in his head. And... Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, Nori, Dory, and Ori are easy to to figure out. I mean, I, I told my yes, dad last night. Yes, because Ori's the baby, Dory's the asshole, and Nori's the thief. So they're easy to keep separate. Yeah. Well, I told my dad last night that he reminds me awfully of, of Nori. And he looked at me and he goes, why, why do I remind you of Nori? And it's like, well, Dad, you know, he's devoted to his family. He He actually does love his brothers. But he's also got this thing where he can take his morals and, and turn them into pretzels if he if he needs to do something. And my dad looked at me and just winked and, you know, grinned and went on his merry way. So, you know. I like the ones where um, you know, after everything's settled and it's a fix-it-fix and nobody dies and Nori's in the mountain and he's a spy master and he's running around being a mm-hmm. badass spy. I love that. Me too. That's that's actually really it, – it's something that would fit his skill set. And it would it would fit it really well, and that's um, Hobbit under the mountain. If I remember right, has one of those. Yeah. It also, it also has poor um, poor Frodo. He he apparently finds um, two of his various uncles in a closet wrestling. Yeah. And but they're not wrestling. Yeah, yeah they're, they're totally not so not, much. But, no. And um, and poor poor Thorn. He he has to try and give a probably eight-year-old equivalent the talk, and he just fucks it up. Yeah. Um, you know, see, here's the thing is because if it was an aunt and an uncle, you can just say they were, you know, like practicing making babies, and most kids will buy that and walk away. But with two men... They're not going to buy that practicing making babies fix um, um, solution, unless babies can be made, you know, male preg, you know. Um, so you can't buy them off with hack mm-hmm. information at this point. <laughs> nope. By the way, I really, I, and I'm with Lucas. I really like Dwalin and Nori. There's there's some good Dwalin Ori out there, but I really like Dwalin and Nori. I do too. There's something really hot about it, right? Because Yes, because <laughs> those two. Um, what is? I think it's one of the ones we mentioned earlier, but it's there's a um, 
apparently the way, at least in fandom, um, the epitome of dwarven beauty is actually Dory. You know, it's not Thorne, who we all think is, you know, hot as shit, but it's Dory. And I put that in, in um, beads on her feet, that mm-hmm. Thorne was actually jealous of Nori because Nori is considered extremely attractive by dwarf standards, and Bella's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not so much. <clears throat> uh. Um, Keely, if I remember right, it is not so is not considered. Dark, I read no. that one too. She says that she'd read one where a bomber was hot to hobbits, and that makes total sense, right? <laughs> well, what is it in in um, in Fellowship of the Ring? There's a scene where uh, it's the scene where, where Bilbo's doing his his birthday speech, and he's commenting about all the various groups of, of people. And um, the guy who, who, when he says proud foot, screams back proud feet, that man is a little bit on the bomber side of the rotund. So, yeah, <laughs> I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never read any bomber porn. I... I I have my limits. Don't want to. And that's yeah, I think probably that it. just blew my past mine. Oof. Boom. Uh, pretty much. And there's one here that I found where um during during Thorne is during the death list, and it's a it's a short little one, but it's actually kind of cool. And there's a version of it. There's one. There's another one I read somewhere where he was commenting that he wasn't during. I think this was it. Whatever. God, I've got too many things happening in my history. Chris just googled bomber, and she scarred her life. <laughs> Bomber's a sweetheart. He really is. He's very you know? sweet to Bilbo. Mhm. Just don't get in the way of that that um, that ladle. You will, if you actually make it through without your head stove in, you'll have a hell of a concussion. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's one where um, it's the gardening sick where. It's uh, Button, if I remember right, is the one who is Durin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody was asking, what about the, the one where uh, Bilbo and Thorin's kid is Durin? And there's one where um, it's it's the gardening fix. Well, there's where, two. Where... There's, there's two gardening fix where um, their baby is Durin. In, in Flowers, mm-hmm. um, Flowers of Yavanna. Right. Um, one of the Hobbit babies born, um, mm-hmm. there are three born together, um, or three bloom together, and uh, one of oh. them is the reincarnation of Durin. And 
in the other fic, one of the potato babies. Because there's the fic where they, they're like flowers, and then there's the fic where they're like mm-hmm. potatoes. And one of the potato babies is um, Duran. And they name themselves. They come out of the ground, and the, basically mm-hmm. um, the parent asks, well, what's your name? And the kid tells them their name. And if I remember right, they, I mean, um, they don't really mention it, uh, but what um, what Bilbo and Lollick saying gardening good. by fields fills the whale. Yes, the that's the whale. potato baby one. Yeah. Mhm. And I like carving too. By uh, that was by carving is the one, one where carving. Thorin carves Sunrider. their son because mm-hmm. he misses Bilbo. Mhm. And the son decides he wants to meet Bilbo, so he sends him a letter in the book on how dwarves mm-hmm. make babies. And so Bilbo comes back, and um, he's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and Thorin's sitting there going, eep. <laughs> Very definitely, eep. Um. I have a problem I normally have no problem reading porn smut in a fandom, but I cannot read any fic where Bilbo slash Bella slash Billa slash Bilba, whatever you're going to call him or her, has sex with anybody but Thorin. I have yeah, an OTP, and it is extreme. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, Dark comments that, that um, carving was cool, and then the second child everyone thinks is a girl. But, yeah, never let it be right. said that any child of, of Thorn and, and um, Bilbo is not going to be spirited. No. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. The, the, well, I think that kid came out of the rock with the fuck you broken. Mm-hmm. You know, just completely and utterly. Boom! Here I am. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy that series. I like the Dwabbits. I um, one of my oh, favorite yeah. though is the one where Thorin's father is gold mad, and this is an AU, and the dragon never came, and he marries Thorin off the Bilbo, That's... and then he mm-hmm. banishes Bil- um, Thorin to the Blue Mountains. And they make their mm-hmm. own community there, and it's amazing. And then eventually, um, Bilbo is like a total badass. He he defeats the mm-hmm. One Ring, and then he defeats the Arkenstone. <laughs> yeah, that one's the coach. It's always like, would you please, would you please fucking stop? <laughs> yes, doing shit like this when I'm not around. And yeah. also, this is also the fic where I was first. Talked into Gimli slash Legolas because in this there's a shoot off where Gimli and Legolas have this epic romance that lasts decades. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they and get tired true. of everybody's shit, they make their own community for everybody. Mm-hmm. And in by everybody, I mean even orcs. <laughs> yeah, that that one definitely. Um, <coughs> Wanted, 
wandered into the the slightly okay, you know, because I, I mean I read it all the way through. They they redeem the orcs. It's called Coats and Customs. You're absolutely right, mm-hmm. Solus, and um, I think Penn put up a link. Uh, it's called Coats and Customs, and it's by Imaginary. Come on, people! Why can't you have names that are easy to pronounce? Imaginary. Go on. I'm, I'm supposed you don't to have a. Sl- I didn't pull it up. Um, yeah, I'm, pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Go look. Go look for stuff. Uh, imaginary Golux. Um, it's called Coats and Customs, and it's on AO3. Um, they do redeem the orcs, and Go Lux is what Azor is saying. Um, okay. Um, and it's really interesting the culture that you see that the author has created, and everybody's all freaked out. What the fuck do you? And what's really I don't want to give a spoiler, but there's a part in that section of Coats and Customs where um, mm-hmm. an elf price for mm-hmm. something he does, a crime he commits, and it's epic. I I read it. Read it's, Coats and Customs. It's, um, it's it is fully yeah. worth it. So yeah, read Coats and Customs by Imaginary Golux. Mm-hmm. And author, mm-hmm. if you're out there and you're listening to this and I've mangled your um, pen, I'll cross the board. If I mangle your pen name, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just yeah, sorry. It's your own fault for having something difficult to pronounce. Yes, I'm victim blaming. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, read Coats and Customs. It's amazing. I totally recommend it. I, I really do. Um, Chris would be sorry, but we're really not. <laughs> Chris is saying that she's she's eyeing the two enablers. Okay, I'm not going to sleep for the next week with this reading list. I'm not sorry. I wish that somebody had been keeping a list of links so that um, I could do a um, link list at the end of the chat, at, I mean, at, at the end of the show. Um, I think I've got a, a basic idea. I'm terrible at it. Let's see, open a new link. Yeah, my history actually has most of these. Well, Starlight has a lot. Um, Starlight, if you will send me an email at the end of the show with all the links, that would be awesome. I would super super appreciate it. Yeah, have you read the one where Tariel... Rotariel uh, shows up at the Shire at Bilbo's front door, and she's pregnant. I have not read that because um, um, it's a work in progress. It. <laughs> yeah, it mm-hmm. is a work in progress. I find it very interesting because they think that um, they're dead, but they're not dead, and mm-hmm. um, so um, yeah, I find that very interesting. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's definitely an interesting one. Um, I that one because not doing any spoilers, but we've we've managed to find some answers to some questions or been given them, but not all of them. And at this point, I'm just sitting and twitching. And if I can find the link, I will post the link. Is or I promise. Um, 
one of the best the gardening um, beyond flowers for Yolanda. Um, one of the better mm-hmm. um, is the one where they plant the garden. And what's really interesting is that the dwarves in the mountain um, take to leaving tokens on the doorway leading into the garden. Oh, that's the one where are, – are you talking about the, the second one of the, the gardening universe where um, you've got yeah, the – Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, because uh, we have Belladonna in there, and that's that's where – they have baby belladonna showing up. Right, and they keep putting um, little tokens on. um... Mm -hmm. On on the the, the, um, terrace where the nursery uh, vine is. Penn just put up a link for um, a story called Bone White and Brittle by Little Black Dog. Thank you, author, for your amazing pen name. Um, Where... Bilbo adopted Blog, a Bulg. Oh, Bulg. Bulg. And that's actually the offspring of, you know what, who who knew that um, there were female orcs? Are there female orcs in Canada? There must be since Bulg, or whatever his name is, is um, the son of Azog the Deviler. But we've also got the thing in, in um, Fellowship where... Uh, underneath Saruman's tower, they're digging um, Urukai out of the muck. So I don't know if they planted so maybe, the babies there um, and they grew up. Azog just grew, just um, dug his kid up. Said, "Okay, you're mine." I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe because he's like, "Oh, you're pale like me, so you're mine." Yes. <laughs> Ick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also the one where Bilbo adopts the warg. Mhm. Oh. Oh, thanks, Carrie. Oh, I, 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 you're absolutely right, Carrie. Whoa. I cannot repeat what you just put in the chat room. I, I totally agree with you. Now I'm going to repeat it because people on podcast one won't know what we're talking about. But Carrie says. Well, Azog's name is the defiler who says Blog's mom is an orc. Yes. And yeah, you that's that that's absolutely true. I mean, you can't it can't not be considered. Uh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much my opinion of it too. Um okay, so which one was it that I was looking up? Oh, Cannon is terrible, Carrie. Cannon, oh. She says, Elrond is a widower because his wife left for the Undying Lands because she was kept by orcs for a while. Oh, yeah, that's just horrific. Um, And orcs are descended from twisted and broken elves. Yes, which is one of the reasons why the Urukai look the way they do, because they've got elves. They look like, well, blue fucked up elves. Okay. (laughs) Zora, which was the one I was looking for for you? Like, I don't know. I have too many things. Um, do you remember? Not it. No. Uh-uh, me either. Sure, I'll start looking from somewhere in here. 
one with with the one with Gimli and him finding out oh, that God, we've got too many ones. There's one that showed up in um on Facebook with somebody. Um It's called Back Then. It says, uh, Thorin and Bilbo lived and died as comrades in arms. Then they were sent back to the quest for Erebor in an attempt to prevent the War of the Ring. Being the only two who remember their past lives, uh, their past brings them together. And... Uh, yeah, okay, it gets um, interesting. The Gimli Legolas time travel one um, is called Comes Around Again by Scarlet Jedi, and I found a link. Go you. Yes, that one I remember. And so I'm going to be, I don't even know if I subscribed to this one. Oh, I am. And it's called, um, yeah, comes around and says, Gimli closes his eyes as an old dwarf on the brink of death. No, wait, that's that's not the same one. I think it is. No, because this one, he's just, um, I know, he's still a teenager. And the one that I read, Gimli um, comes back and he wakes up old. Mm-mm. Yes. Okay, well, that's not the one I read. This is the one I read. The yeah, one I the read, one Gimli getting. goes to sleep on the trail. It's after um, Aragorn has been crowned and... Mm-hmm. Gimli and um, Gimli and Legolas are traveling back to Erebor, and they're on the road together. They go to sleep, and they wake up in the past. And Gimli has gone from being in his sixties to being over a hundred. He's like a hundred and fifty, a hundred and sixty, and his mom freaks the fuck out. Oh, okay, that one's different than the one I was reading then. Yeah, okay, exactly <laughs> you're absolutely you're absolutely right, Lucas. It is called um, Scars of Old by, oh, author, come on, Farrowin, F-E-R-O-W-Y-N. Fer- we're we're going to go with Farrowin. Um, Scars of Old by Farrowin, and, and, and Lucas just posted the link for that. And it says, waking up, and so Gimli wakes up, and he's like a hundred and something, and, of course, he immediately writes to his one true love. And um, it's just it's yeah, but I'm gonna read the other one too. What what you guys um, okay comes around again because I haven't read that mm-hmm. one. Hmm. Oh, it sounds sad. Is it sad? Because the no the, actually, the, actually the summary is sad. There there's some very funny bits in it because um. Gimli's sitting there uh, going, I didn't get told this. Because he's he's grown up on the stories of the, the fellowship. Right. Not fellowship, but of the, the you know, of, of the whole well, Hobbit the company and, and, and so the company and, yeah. Mm. No one mentioned they were naked in those sacks in the stories they told. <laughs> <laughs> What's a troll? Or there, there's things that just did not get mentioned. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna bookmark this one. Yeah. So. <clears throat> hmm. 
But yeah, I'm um, I'm really I'm really super super in um craziness invested in um Uh, in, the, in, in the Hobbit fandom? In the Hobbit fandom, and it's craziness. It's craziness. Um, but, yeah, Scars of All is the one that I started today where um, Gimli has to get into the company, um, and only his father, Keely, and Feely know that he's actually traveled in time. Uh <clears throat> if I remember right, Feely and Keely... Uh, did it as well, and they're all kind of looking at each other. I don't remember. Not, not in this one. Not, um, not scars of old. Okay. They, they go okay. into Gimli's bedroom, and they're like, "What the, f- what?" Because <laughs> he knew he wouldn't be able to keep it from them that he that they would recognize him. And he's also having to deal mm-hmm. with the fact that this is the first time he's seen them since they left for the quest originally. And he never got to see them again because they died, and they were his best friends. Um, and so it's 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 very upsetting for him to see them and to see mm-hmm. his mom mm-hmm. and his dad. And his dad is like, um, "So what do you need?" And he's like, "I need a hammer." He's like, "Hell yeah, because you're my son." <laughs> of course, you yeah. need a hammer. <laughs> and he goes off to get give me a hammer. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and he tells his dad that he ended up using his hammer in the War of the Rings. Actually, or he didn't actually it, say it what a, war it was. It was an axe. It was an axe. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's it it's just a great fic. It's it's just, um, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 hoping there will be more. And that's called Scars of Old, and I'm really enjoying it. And I like the fact that um, Legolas came back with him, so there is um, he at least has someone who has the experiences that he had, mm-hmm. and. He, you know, has somebody to fall back on. So I'm really enjoying that one. On the one comes around again. Is it just him that comes back in time? Um, yeah, and I think that one is just. I think that one's just Gimli. Hmm. So, but yeah, um, I I accidentally shipped Legolas and, and Gimli earlier in the week, and it's terrible. I'm happy. No, it's I great. Know. Yeah. I'm all for it. In other news, fandom news, um, Tom Felton joined Pottermore and got sorted into Gryffindor. Yes. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> oh, my God, that was fantastic. Which, which just totally proves it would be great if Daniel Radcliffe did it and actually got sorted into Slytherin. Oh yeah, that would that would be. Fantastic. I'm kind of hoping that the others will follow his example and and join Pottermore just so that they can announce where they got mm-hmm. sorted. You know, because yeah. um, but J.K. Rowling said that Tom Felton is just the sweetest p- person ever, so that kind of makes sense that he would end up in Gryffindor. You know, so. Penn just put another fic up. It's called Master of Wood, Water, and Hill by Karmic. How do you say that? Acumen? Acumen, yeah. Huh. Let's see. (laughs) Oh. 
Oh, I hadn't seen this one because I don't. Um, yeah, um, it yeah, doesn't either. have a pairing on it. Um, and I've been sorting by Bilbo slash Thorn. Um, uh, me too. Yeah, you know, I really shouldn't um, open up new fic because God knows it sucks you right in. Okay. Yeah, just Definitely boom. And you can't even out. do anything else, right? You're just kind of stuck. Yeah. And I, I kind of want now – this, now, this is how bad – this is how bad my ad, ad, addiction currently is. I've got eight tabs open there, just Hobbit fic that, that have come out of the chat room. And I want to end the radio show right now so I can start reading. I've got seven open right now. That's plus how bad. Plus, plus two histories. Yeah. And I'm That's how bad. Find links. Mm-hmm. That's how bad my shit is over here. I just want you to know. There's the um, there's a soulless Amazon comments about a um, a rare pairing which is Bilbo Farron. There's the cheaper by the dozen one that they've got with um, that one's Thor. Um, so pass on that one. As much as I adore Bilbo Thorin, I kind of want to read one where Bilbo's like, fuck you, because you're an asshole, and ends up with Feely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God, Solus, you you brave and and stalwart soul, you. She's read all six... And she even went through the pit of voles to find them. It's terrible. It's it's terrible. And this is what happens when you get sucked into a new fandom. You just can't stop yourself. And um, I found, I found the one where also, we have pregnant elf. You don't want to stop yourself. Lady Holder has found the one where Terrell is pregnant and shows up at Bag End, and she's going to post a link and give us a title and a name, yes. right? Flower Among the Fallen uh, Leaves, and it's, can't pronounce it, the the name in English is apparently Sister Wolf. <laughs> See? Well, it's... It's just messing with you. Um, Garastel, and I don't pronounce. I think that's I supposed to be Elvish, and fuck if I know. <laughs> Bye, fuck if I know. <laughs> You know, honestly, it would not surprise me if somebody had that as their their um, their name, because it would make sense. And let's do this one. And flowers among the fallen leaves is sixty one thousand words. So so far, that's actually kind of is it complete yeah, so or far. is it a work in progress? It's a sixteen. Hmm. It's sixteen, um, and it's a work in progress. Damn it, my system is freezing. I'm so glad I'm not actually listening to this thing on my computer. I have all sorts of fits. (coughs) Mm. Well, uh, the last note I have on here says, as you were saying, the pit is a good resource as long as you aren't easily traumatized. I'm easily I know, right? 
I cut my teeth in fandom on fanfiction.net, um, so I don't actually, um, nothing much surprises me over there. And honestly, as much as I like AO3, at least when you go to fanfiction.net, you don't have to scroll through eight pages of tags to get to a fucking summary, and then they're not actually be a fucking summary. Because the author has yeah, tag yeah. diarrhea and no interest whatsoever in telling you what their fix actually about. But I'm not mad. No, of course not. You're, you're not peeved at all. It's just annoying. It. <laughs> I found one worse pen and pencil. It was more than 75. It was more than 75. It was three solid fucking pages on a 17-inch monitor. Mhm. Yeah, that's ridiculousness. Tag diarrhea. Uh, mhm. Look, tags shouldn't be sentences, okay? Tags should be one word. It should not be a fucking sentence. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just saying. Yes, mm-hmm. I have a command center. I have... I have three monitors, um, but I need them. And I'm, I'm horrifically jealous. So, yeah, it's, you know, honestly, um, a good a good third, if not more, of these various fics that we're talking about have shown up um, in, in the Minion um, Facebook page. Okay. Um, we seem to, to to be putting a lot of them up recently. Uh, That's my fault. You can I'm always not look there. I have no regrets. I know. I, don't I really, want, either, I really I want to start this fic where Gimli goes back in time. Damn it! <laughs> uh huh. I think oh, I don't know if I if that me. actually went through, but yeah, yeah. There's uh, flowers among the fallen leaves. Okay. Well, Tempest, yeah. how do you say sentence? Oh, it's my oh. accent? Well, fuck all. You know, my accent is actually not as bad as it used to be. Um, it used to be terrible. I mean, it used to be terrible. And um, so what you're hearing now is actually, you know, me trying not to sound as Southern as possible. Um, trust me, uh, having heard her in the grocery store when she's talking to somebody... She lays on the thick and the honey really well. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh-huh. Especially when you want something. When you're short no, and you're Excuse southern me. and you sound like me, honey, can you help me get this down? Thank you so much, sweetheart. No. Actually, actually <laughs> that wasn't it. It was, no, I don't want that stick. I want the one that's under there and three back. I remember you said that. <laughs> And then, and then after all that hassle I gave this man behind the meat counter, I went, "Thank you, honey." Uh huh. No, actually, he just smiles at me. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Mhm. <sighs> yep. You, you, you were, and he just was all sorts of tripping over himself to get you what you wanted. And it was I great, actually, roast, by the way. Uh huh. No, actually, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. I was also remembering the day you bought salmon, and you were commenting to the guy. Now, now, make sure has any of the, the that touched that? 
because you're allergic to shellfish. Yeah, I'm an allergic to shellfish, and I have to avoid it, but I really enjoy salmon, and I like to get salmon fresh. And so a lot of times the guy behind the counter will go get me salmon out of the back that hasn't been out front just to make sure there's no cross-contamination. Um, it just depends right. on, uh, like, if the person behind the counter did the stocking, they know if there's cross-contamination, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm – I'm not sure if I changed my gloves, so let me go back and get this for you. Um, but otherwise, yeah, so I have to ask because I don't want to die, and my allergy to shellfish mm-hmm. is extreme. Yes, and so, you know, I'm sitting here listening to this, and, and she's saying, is there any cross-contamination? And I'm thinking, oh, God, and, you know, it, it, was, it was a good day because actually it was right before a, a radio show, and it's like, I hope everything's okay. <laughs> Oh, yes, The Quiet Rise by, um, I can't pronounce her name either. That one Esima? is really, really cool. Esima, yeah. Esima. That one is really cool. It's, it's um, economic um, triumph, slow but sure, and it's really cool. Yeah. And Kara um, Tagal. Uh, her A Hobbit in the Lonely Mountain series. The latest one it um it's is titled It Was Probably the Pumpkins. And <laughs> it was I love that one. It's yeah. Serious it's just fantastic. She's she's a uh a hell of a good writer and I enjoy it immensely. Let's see. Source commenting that it, this is 2015 is supposed to be the year that she actually reads more real books. These are real books. Here's the thing. They're just ones and ones and zeros. Here's my thing about real books. Um, I make no difference between fan fiction and commercial fiction. None. I'll tell you right now that some of the most talented writers I've ever encountered in my life write fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's um, the the person who does that that uh, the Dead Peanut Gallery uh, fanfic with with Thorn and his various relatives unmentionable than they all are, um, that thing's over 300,000 words. There'd be no way in any universe that that thing would get actually printed by a a mainstream. um, There's no way. All right. Um, And yet it's up on AO3. The person is dedicated to putting in stuff that actually makes sense. It's not like they're wandering, you know, into the weird completely um and it's it's actually really cool and it's incredibly detailed yeah so i enjoy the hell out of it (laughs) yeah pen and pencil there's there's way too many times where i read um or i i would read uh you know the professional stuff and i twitch it at some of the quality that they've been doing so okay rogue um, I don't understand that the car in 
Oh, Harvard Yard. We parked, we, yeah, we parked the car on Harvard Yard. They're they're doing. We access. parked the car. See that? See? Yeah. 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 We well, the I have car a friend. I have, I have a friend <laughs> I from up north, and she came to visit me. And um, we walk into a Walmart, and she says, um, I say, let me get a buggy. And she said, what? I said, I'm going to get a buggy. And she said, what? <laughs> and I said, a basket. oh, I'm going to get a cart. And she went, that's ridiculous. Why would you call it a buggy? <laughs> I went, oh, oh, no, we just do. <clears throat> Yeah, there's um, there's there's different. It's all regional. I mean, we're we're a big enough country that I'm actually not surprised that that we don't have more like that. Uh, it's a trolley in Australia. That's good to know. Live and learn. Shopping and trolley. Um, buggy and cart are, are what I hear. Mhm. I've got a cart or um, a basket. Now, so. see, when I hear basket, I think of that one you um, have to hold in your hand when you're walking through the store. Which, you know, yeah. you get it because you think you yeah. only need five things and you realize you need milk and then you're carting around a fucking gallon of milk and this, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, the be- I'm sorry, the best, okay. Chris is asking, okay, Minions, what story has the best mutt? OT says ties that bind. <laughs> Honestly, my 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 favorite for, of yours for the sure smut is the, that first person one with with Rodney stalking John. Really, I yes. had no idea. Yes. My actually, my, I think that Sentinels of Atlantis is a little bit more smutty mm-hmm. than yeah. um, Ties the um, Bind. Yeah. My favorite of Atlantis is really smutty because um, with, with Ties That Bind, most of the sex is with John and, and Rodney. But mm-hmm. with, in Sentinels of Atlantis, everybody's fucking. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yep. So I, I tend to think of Sentinels of Atlantis as actually dirtier than Ties That Bind, despite the fact that Ties That Bind has all that kinky BDSM in it. Uh-huh. Although, okay, here's something that you do as a writer. I have not read Ties That Bind for over a year, and I was reading it, and I was I was holding the back of my head thinking, oh, my God, did I write that? How kinky is that? Oh, my, oh, oh, shit. Because <laughs> you forget, right? And it's uh-huh. like, it becomes startling. I, you know, I really... When when I was in it, when I was writing the book of um, Ties That Bind, I had no idea um, just how uh, hardcore Ties That Bind is in some places until I stepped back from it and I was reading it and I was thinking, oh, Jesus, did I do that? <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh-huh. And um, I do, I do pair up Bates and Taylor, but that's in um, uh, Lantian Legacy. Uh huh. Yeah, in Sentinels of Atlantis, Bates is with um, Simmons. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, ties that bind shocked me. And um, speaking of ties that bind, if you're interested in knowing, I'm fabulously so interested in knowing. Speaking of favorite, um, the North Star is currently seventeen k. Fabulous. Okay. Um, Speaking of favorite sex scenes and all is. The I, I actually put, put two sex scenes that I put uh, together, and it's on. It's actually they were from my my Sentinel universe, and yeah, it's one titled "Bondings Aren't Always Sex." <laughs> Mother always fun when they are. <laughs> yes. Um. Ties that Bond and I had a parting of ways um, uh, creatively, and I, I got stuck and I couldn't write. And I had 5,000 words on Ties that Bind for like a year. So my 17K mm-hmm. is actually like a huge breakthrough for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, there. The thing that I, I actually Carrie comments that she loves your Allison Ann um stuff and I find that one, you know, it's it's um I don't normally read Femflash, uh, mainly because it doesn't really interest me all that much. But yours is actually very good. I don't skip it. I, I enjoy it. So I haven't written a lot of sex um for that pairing. I mm-hmm. I paired them because there's there's something really beautiful about them, and I'm not sure if I paired them first in Ties at Bind or if I, tie, I paired them first in Sentinels of Atlantis. But once I did it, I had a hard time pairing her with anybody else. And then I have this um, issue in Lantian Legacy where originally um, Anne and Elizabeth are kind of starting something mm-hmm. when the first book ends. But I know it's not going to continue that way because I have plans for... Um, Elizabeth's character that don't include Anne. Um, so I think they'll go from being um, friends to lovers and back to friends by the time book three happens mm-hmm. in Legacy, um, which is not something I often do, but I think it should be explored. Because uh, I love the character of Anne, but um, Anne and Allison is kind of my OTP for Anne. I mean, um, I, I have a hard time... Um, picturing her with anybody else, but I wanted Elizabeth to have something to hold on to in right. Lantean Legacy. And Anne was um, solid and strong, and they just seemed like the place to go. So it'll be interesting to see what I, um, how I fix that, you know, um, how it works and, and, and what happens and, um, and, and all of that. Because and, I want... Um, in case it isn't clear in the excerpts that I've posted for Lantian Legacy, when Patrick Shepard comes to Atlantis, he's going to rock Elizabeth's world. <laughs> yep. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Hmm. Okay, so all the various uh, stories that we've been talking about, The Hobbit, you know, for for fandom that pretty much, I I don't know how much uh, actually was here before the movies showed up. I mean, I'm willing to bet there's some, but, you know, thank Peter Jackson, thank you for... Thank you for inspiring sick writers all over the place. Oh, and by the way, the Patrick Jack stuff that you've got? That's some hot shit, right? That uh, when I went there, when I went there there and had a party. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I will reread that one for for now. Oh, yeah, you betcha. I think I may just open that and reread it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of my favorite episodes of of Sentinels of Atlantis. My absolute favorite is the Queen. When I wrote it, I mm-hmm. went, "Wow, yeah, boom!" I I own that. Sometimes when you write something, you're like, eh, "I don't know how I feel about this," but when I finished the Queen, um, your Sentinels of Atlantis, I was like, my hands were in the air. And I was shaking my ass, mm-hmm. but I did not care because I was like, "Yeah, I fucking own that." That, yeah, um, I'm. I was really pleased with myself with um, with Miko's characterization and the movement of her character through that entire episode. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, but next to that, uh, <clears throat> the catalyst, which I think is the one where mm-hmm. John where. Pa- where Patrick and um, uh, mm-hmm. Jack meet up, do their thing. Get together and, and, yeah. and get their groove on? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, mm. but there's, uh, Sentinels of Atlantis, I do think, is dirtier than Ties That Bind because it's not... Um, Maybe it's because there are so many different pairings and they're all fucking. They're all fucking. There is all the fucking yes. in Sentinels of Atlantis. Everybody's getting laid in Sentinels of Atlantis if you're an adult. Oh, yeah. All the hey. adults are getting laid. Oh, and, and, you know, so, yeah. And Sean, Sean um, and David are, are, are I know, right? Too. I did not yeah. actually plot that. I introduced Sean because I knew that I was bringing Declan into the mountain. And, um, uh-huh. Wherever you're going to find Declan, you're eventually going to find Sean because I'm, again, my OCs are kind of paired permanently in my head. So I wanted to introduce Sean at the same time but keep them separate so that when they do come together, it'll be boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Sean is really hot. And David, oh, well. And it's not actually my fault. It's Marley's fault. Because she has sent me a banner of David Shepard mm-hmm. um, for my Sentinels of Atlantis art, and <laughs> it was beautiful. And then I was like, "Oh God!" And then I got really inspired, and David took Sean to bed. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. And if I remember correctly, um, you mentioned something about Sean showing up in another fic. Hmm. Which one? Uh, the second Lantian. 
And oh, Sean's actually on Atlantis. Sean and Declan yes. both are on Atlantis. They just weren't introduced. Um, they're, but they're a part of. I, I'm on the fence. I think I kind of want Declan to be. Um, he was always there. You wanted Declan? No, actually, I thought and you wanted Sean, Sean to be the one. I don't know. I thought it one was or the other. Work. One of mm, I don't know. I haven't written it yet. For, I haven't written yeah, both ways in my you, in, in my Bible. Um, one of the, either way, Sean or Declan, one of them will have been from the original expedition, and one of them will be a new volunteer. So, um, mm-hmm. could be that one of them followed the other. Oh, that would be awesome if I had like this whole thing where they had an argument and they were together at the SGC, and like Sean said, "Well, fuck this and fuck you," and left Earth and ended up on the Atlantis uh-huh. expedition. And Sean and 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 Declan when um. Daniel's running around as recruiting people. Ever- He's like, hell, yes, I'm going to Atlantis. Let me get my bag. <laughs> because yes. my baby's out there. Yeah. I need to get him back. I don't know what he's been doing or who he's been doing. <laughs> Dude, <but what? laughs> this, you this you is- went away, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he goes to get his man. Uh, I, I kind of like that idea. You know, and, and Sean's that like, works. you know, a badass. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like fuck you! I don't oh, need yeah. you now. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I kind of like the idea of of one of them going to Atlantis and the other one following um, with oh, um, pining and pining angst. Where have you been? You know, which well, is actually it, one the... of my favorite Cassie Matea songs. It's called "Where Have You Been," uh-huh. and it's about a couple who meet, and um, it's like they were always missing each other before they met. Like there was like this missing of something, and then when they meet, she's like, "Where have you been?" You know, and um, yeah, so I'm a little sentimental there. But I, I, I like the idea of Declan pining on Earth and worried about Sean and Sean being out and Pegasus being a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets there, and gone is his gone is his anthropologist scientist, and in its place is Atlantean. Uh-huh. Who handles us? Well, you know, who's who's a badass? You know. <clears throat> yeah, and I I'm thinking, um, you know, the other part is is with with all of them being very young looking. Um, by the way, that's your your um, song, I think, Kathy Mateus. Um, yeah, it is. No. Okay. Um, with him being very young looking, it would be like looking at uh, the Orlando Bloom from Fellowship, who was all of, I think, 19, maybe. Maybe a little bit older in that that movie. Because he was very young. Mm. Yeah. Fine. Poor Declan. Poor Declan. He's going to look at him and go, fuck. Oh, yeah. Or the Orlando Bloom from Pirates. Oh, that's even Orlando better. Bloom is a pretty motherfucker. Is he? I mean... He is. He totally is a very, very pretty man. That's just amazing. Mm-hmm. He's also one of those people who will still look young 20 years from now. Probably. Like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's freaky. 
If he's getting plastic surgery, he has the best plastic surgeon on earth. Because you can't tell. Mm -hmm. Nope. And nothing. There's a picture for you. Uh, Patrick Stewart, you're right. Patrick Stewart has not changed at all. Not really. It's creepy. In fact, there was a picture of him on, um, was it John Stewart? I forget what show it was. He actually looked younger in the older picture. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earl Grey Grey tea, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing, apparently. Oh, and he's not bad as a blonde either. Um, oh, Orlando. Orlando. Look how pretty you are. Yeah. Yes. There's him, you know, dressed up as, as Legolas. Hair's a little out of place, but, you know, other than that, he seems to be doing okay. Mm. You know... Orlando Bloom does that smoldering thing really, really. <laughs> it's well. a youth potion. Earl Grey hot is a youth potion. It's fucking yes, hilarious. Yep, yep. <laughs> the fountain of youth in a teacup. But yeah, so um, mm. fandom ate my life um, ten years ago, and there's no stopping it. Mhm. I have not seen Troy because I heard that dark, and I don't want to ruin it for myself. Dark says, but Orlando was such a pussy in Troy, it almost turned me off of him mm-hmm. totally. Which is why you don't watch movies like that. It's just to keep yourself, mm-hmm. keep your palate clean. You know, just to keep your palate clean. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Um, apparently there's a whole bunch of blogs um, hating on Benedict Cumberpatch's wife or soon to be wife like hateful shit hateful shit and people um are so weird about celebrities it's so weird Mm -hmm. and so creepy um and they get this ownership of them that's really super inappropriate and i see it happening with tom hiddleston's fans too and it's you, you guys need to stop i'm talking about you guys because you guys are not crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you crazy people yes, out there, are. you need to fucking stop. Yeah, but they're our kind of crazy. They're not the other kind of crazy that stop celebrities and steal their trash and um, try to kill their girlfriends. Oh, yeah. um, it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's very happy with her. They're going to have a baby. Stop being assholes. Seriously, mm-hmm. stop being assholes. Mm-hmm. Because you know what happens to, in, in in situations like this? There's going to come a point where he's going to have to choose between his family and his career. And he'll choose his family and if he's, he's a, a smart man. And if he's as good as man as, as, we, as I want him to be, he's going to choose his mm-hmm. woman and his baby, which means we won't get any more Sherlock. So you fuckers need to stop. Mm-hmm. You need to stop treating these people like objects because they're not objects. 
and you don't own them, and it's creepy as fuck, so you need to stop. Mm-hmm. People are crazy. Oh, indeed. Um, by the way, that, that picture I put, that last picture I put up, that I can see is the Sean from um, what might have been. Yeah. That's actually very close to the one I used. Mm-hmm. Because I think Declan would really like the handhold, but, you know. I do like Daniel Daykim. Um, I love him in Hawaii Five-O. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is something really funny. I never watched Lost, but every time I see him, I'm reminded of that scene where that one dude on the beach is demanding that he pee on his leg <laughs> because he got stung by a jellyfish. And he's telling Daniel Day Kim's character, pee on it, pee on it. <laughs> so every time I see him, I think of that scene I saw on YouTube. <laughs> I'm just, it just, it just pops right into my head, and I'm stuck with it. <clears throat> Here's the problem with Orlando Bloom. And it's not really a problem because I kind of appreciate this kind of arrogance. He's pretty, and he knows he it. He knows it. He, he knows he's pretty. And it's like, yeah, you know you want me. It's written all over his face. Yes, Chris, as a matter of fact, water sports is a hard limit for me. A oh, really hard yeah. limit. Yeah, me too. Yeah, any, anything to do with those particular batches of body fluids, blah, blah, blah. I'll pass. My, my hard limit just pinged in a, you know, hard. Um, oh. I no. had a friend in college who, made, and this is terrible, and I'm going to say it, um, She's not really a friend now, so it's not like I'm breaking my prom breaking the confidence. But I don't give I don't give a shit. I had a friend in college. I'm not gonna say her name, who got paid a hundred bucks a week. Okay. Every Saturday, she would go to this man's house, and he would pay her a hundred dollars, and all he wanted to do was watch her go to the bathroom. Uh. So the whole day, she's been like, she'd get there at 8 a.m., and she would stay there to 8 p.m., and she would get 100 bucks, and all she had to do was let him follow her to the bathroom and watch her sit on the toilet. Yuck. <laughs> and she did this for three years, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? And she said, it's 100 bucks. I stay at his house. I eat his food. I do my homework and I make a hundred bucks to pay for him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's really easy money. It is super easy money. And he, I said, well, does he, does he jack off in front of you? She said, no, no, he never. She never saw his penis, and he never asked her for sex. He just liked to watch her pee. Other stuff. 
because he didn't care if she was on her period or if she, or if she had extra business in the bathroom. From eight to eight, whatever bathroom activities she had, he watched for a hundred bucks. And he never um. touched her. Like, well, if he's not touching her and he's not bringing out his dick, then I there's absolutely you know what I would have done it too. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I would have told. I'm not sure I would have done 16 hours, but I would have totally done an afternoon. Uh huh. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> wow, that's okay. Okay. There is a kink out there for absolutely everything, and that's what you need to keep in mind. And my current kink is Hobbit fic. <laughs> I'm, just, yep. I'm stuck on it. I can agree with I'm that. I'm stuck one. on it. I've got ten. I've got ten pages open right now. Um, it's ridiculous. And uh, but uh-huh. yeah. How did he find her? That is the most interesting part, Azor, and I'm glad you asked. We were in a bar one night. And he asked her if he could follow her into the bathroom and listen to her pee through the stall. And if she said yes, he would give her 20 bucks. And she said yes. Huh. And huh. I went with her because I'm like, this, this motherfucker's creepy as fuck. And he stood outside the stall and listened to her pee, and then he gave her $20. <laughs> Uh-huh. And this happened four or five times before he asked her for the arrangement that they had. And she kept that arrangement till she graduated from college. And she said, you know what, you can judge me all you want to, but I'm making $400 a month to do nothing that I wouldn't do Anyway, true. <laughs> but I never judged her because that helped pay for college. And if he'd asked me, yeah. I would have been. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I was working two jobs. That would have eliminated one of my jobs just to pee on a toilet for him. I would have totally done it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would have totally done it because I was working two jobs. I had a full course load, and that would have eliminated one of my jobs. There's there's absolutely no way I wouldn't have done it. I would have been like, hell yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But then I also had yeah. a sugar daddy in, in college. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My right. aunt. I call my aunt um, Busybody. And, um, uh-huh. <laughs> She asked me how I was doing, and I said I was doing okay, and I said I was a little short on money. Um, and uh, she said, well, you need to get you a man. I said, I can't I use know. a man for money. She said, that's the best reason to use a man. That's my aunt busybody for you right there. And so yeah. um, I met a lawyer who worked in a neighboring city, and, yeah, he was my sugar daddy for three years. I stopped working two jobs. Um, I only worked one and uh, he bought my books. He bought me dinner. He was great in bed. There were no, there was no downside to this, and um, it wasn't like I was a whore. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't like I was you looking. Mis- you are missing it here. I'm sorry. 
I was a mistress. Yeah, I was a mistress, and I have no problem with that. He wasn't, like, cheating on a wife. There was no wife for them, and there was no girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't monogamous. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was definitely what you would call a sugar daddy. Yep, you were you were a mistress. Hey, we've only got two minutes. <laughs> we got less than a minute, or, or two minutes. we got a minute and 38 seconds. Um, that's my confession for the week. I was a mistress in college. <laughs> I had a threesome and, and while I was in the Navy it was good fun Several times. the best part about being or having a sugar daddy is that there's no expectations like I, um, I never had and he wasn't he was 30-ish and I was 20-ish mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he was a really old dude um, that's helpful yeah for real I couldn't have no I, no even now no 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 old dudes um uh sorry old dude no old dude um 60 seconds but yeah so yeah there were no yeah it was awesome i totally recommend it if you're single um sport fucking it's amazing always get yours first just saying Uh that's rule of thumb always get yours first you guys have a great weekend we'll see you next week Say good night, lady holder. Good night, lady holder. <laughs> shut, shut up, shut up and, sit and sit down. down. billion humans on earth can't all like the same drink that's why circle k has polar pop and froster pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you polar pop and froster just 79 cents each at circle k limited time only at participating locations 500 vehicles to sell 500 ways to save one month only at phil penny mitsubishi during now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers on a free credit, warranty valid through 10th year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details.